How is the sense of control an illusion? How do I let go of this idea of control? How does letting go support manifestation? How can I live life more free-flowing? Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carissa, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass. And I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content. And we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Karista. And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self. Hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. Before we get too deep into it, just want to remind you to like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Bing. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. What you got in store for us today, Shy? All right. So a few episodes back, I had asked Mount Glass, and in case you're new to our channel, also welcome. Mount Glass is an acronym. We acronymed our spirit team. Mount Glass stands for Masters, Teachers, Guides, Loved Ones, Angels, Self, and Source. And I asked Mount Glass, what do we have in store for us for 2023? And one of the words that kept coming through was let go. And it was further validated by a lot of the word let go or letting go being presented to me. And this is where we talk about the synchronistic moments and all that stuff. And then I started seeing repeated fives, five, 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 fifty five, whatever. And I was like, okay, what are you guys trying to tell me? Cause I, I pay attention to those. And when I looked it up, lo and behold, what's in the definition for repeated fives, letting go. And I was like, okay, so clearly we need to have a little chit chat about this. I know for me, myself, I'm struggling with letting go of certain aspects of my life and whether that only portrays or, you know, portrays for me or it applies to other people. I'm sure any of us can relate to this topic today. So in order to get a little bit more perspective from Mount Glass, sometimes Carrie and I will do what we call automatic writing where we, and if you're not familiar with automatic writing, there's a lot of like ways to learn how to do automatic writing. We're not going to go into all that today, but for myself, I will just hear a word and then I write the word down and then the next one and then the next one. And then I go back and I read what was written. Now, my eyes are usually closed. I'm not big on writing on actual paper. So I use like the notes on my MacBook or whatever. So this is what they said. And I'm just going to read it exactly the way they said it. So punctuation, the word that's typed out right then and there, you'll just have to excuse that part. Try not to focus on all of that. And just listen to what they actually say. And then we're just going to kind of vibe from there. 
Letting go has an association with surrendering to the unknown. It is a valid thought process to want to control your scenarios in life. However, implementing predictions into the unknown can cause a blockage of thoughts and create predictions of stories that you yourself have created without a known outcome. Giving yourself the freedom to let go allows you to release the responsibility of the outcomes, thus releasing the blockages you yourself have created. It is still valid that your experiences up until now and the education you have received based on your location and circumstances has given you permission, and they quotated that, to individually and collectively create these stories as a way of self-preservation and protection. However, we feel that we are coming into a time space that quote unquote letting go is imminent to perceive the unknown and create in a space that gives way to better connections of self-thoughts, reality creation. I was like, what? That's a lot in there. (laughs) It's a lot to unpack, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you're going to have to share that with me at some point so I can actually like dissect the words. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So one of the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think of letting go is this fear of lack of control. So when we are in a space of needing to control a situation and environment, we are not in a place where we're trusting or having faith in divinity and divine timing and our Mount glass and our self-awareness or higher self. So really, I think a lot of this is about learning to trust that and stepping out and having faith that there's a net to catch you. Yeah, absolutely. I know that for myself, there's also been this, this other thing that keeps coming into my awareness around authenticity. Mm-hmm. And being authentic does have a connection with letting go of control or just letting go of what always was. And expectations from other people on who you are and what you do and how you be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, how many of us are writing the programming that we've had? And when I say that, I mean, in the sense of you were always taught that you get a nine to five job. And you're you stay either loyal, right? <laughs> you're going to learn one good thing. You're going to become extremely good at it. And that's all you ever do. And then Which... you retire and then you get to live the life that you want. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, and so I know I'm struggling with that, right? Like I, I struggle with that. So there's a connection to anyone that's listening to this that feels that they're in this position at this moment. I'm on the same boat. So mm-hmm. the words that I'm getting from Mount Glass here is helpful to me. And that was kind of one of my AMOs to want to talk about this today is mm-hmm. because I need help in it myself. I feel like there's a sentence in there that I need you to read, read, but I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I think it was in your <laughs> second paragraph. I'll read it. It is still valid that your experiences up until now and the education that you've received based on your location and circumstances has given you permission. And those were quoted words. I think the sentence was before that. Giving yourself the freedom to let go allows you to release the responsibility of the outcomes, thus releasing the blockages you yourself have created. An example that came to mind with that, I think it was that sentence, was about relationships. So sometimes when we get into a relationship, a new relationship, we carry over the baggage from our old relationships. Mm. And we continue to expect old patterns from old relationships to be repeated in the new relationships. So it's, it's almost like we're creating these 
blockages within the new relationships to create something new and something better that's not going to bring back that old baggage and repeat itself. So like trusting your partner, if you were ever had a bad relationship before where, you know, somebody cheated on you and now moving into this next relationship, you're in fear of that happening again. And you can take action in that new relationship that can ultimately influence the dynamic of that relationship, maybe causing a repetitive pattern from an old relationship. And that's not what we're trying to do. What we're wanting to do is actually create something bigger, better, more filled with love. But we get these fear thoughts and we continue to perpetuate this old story that we're telling ourselves. And we don't learn to trust and have faith that no matter what happens, there is love surrounding us and we will be okay. That's a really good example of not letting go and trying to use what you've already learned and what you've already experienced, whether that's good or bad, to create the reality that has not yet happened. Right. And so you start to instill these forms of false sense of control, whether it's Mm -hmm. looking at the new relationship's phone or saying, you can't hang out with these people, or you have to tell me when you talk to these people. And for you, you are feeling more supported by these actions. Whereas for the other person, it may actually be causing a wedge, thus perpetuating this old baggage coming in. I mean, that's, that's completely valid. And maybe that's why they said that. I think I just repeated something they said, that you're that it's still valid that you are doing this based on your own experiences. Because a lot of us are walking through this, uh, I want to say, for some reason, I want to say mechanism of life, right? Because it, it can feel a bit mechanical. Think of a forecast, right? As an example. Like a weather forecast? Eh, they're not so great at that one. So like any type of forecasting takes- That's still predicting. Data, right. Mm-hmm. It takes historical data and it applies it to create a scenario for the future, Right. When doing something of that nature in your life, though, there are so many unknowns. And by only taking that historical data to create your future, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for staying present. <laughs> and and just this, is where, <laughs> this is where that little quote, history repeats itself, comes in. Boom. <laughs> but a big okay. old like boom. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So control in my mind is a, is coming from this place of fear, this place of lack. And when we learn to let go, it's like going from swimming upriver against a current to turning around and letting the current take you downriver, trusting that the river knows where it's going. Yeah. I feel like it's also because the authenticity is still coming back, right? How authentic can you possibly be if you're only operating yourself on what you've always done? And maybe you're not aligned to that who you used to be anymore. So can we get into a place to let go of the old, become something completely new and different than who you used to be, still adding a bit of what you were, right? Mm Because all of your experiences, again, are valid. You were supposed to go through those experiences to become the person you are today. But at the same time, are you allowing yourself to be completely authentic with yourself? 
fear does not equate authenticity. Yeah. I just wrote that down. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love these little thought forms that pop in. Right. (laughs) And, And not to say like control is inherently bad, right? Nothing is inherently good or bad. Things are just, they just are. And it's our perception of an event or a situation or a relationship. And it's our language, our interpretation that places this good or bad feature. So every experience has something for you. Well, I mean, we have the experiences that we've had because we were meant to have them. And I I am a firm believer in that. And if you haven't listened to divine timing episode, please go back and listen to that because that was, for me, that was a big connection as to it is all really occurring Mm -hmm. for our highest and greatest good, whether we know it or not at that time, despite Mm -hmm. the situation and circumstance, which is really freaking hard to hear. That, That actually reminds me of a recent story for me and you got to share one on that. But I had my own little divine timing giving from a place of love experience. And it's interesting because my husband, we were trying to get rid of this refrigerator that the previous owner of our home had left behind. And we had used it for a few months in our garage for additional food storage. We have not been using it for about three or four months. And I know that my husband was very much in a state of, we got to get rid of this. We got to get rid of this, trying to like control the, the narrative of this is in our way. This is junk. Let's get this thrown away. And I really struggled with throwing something that worked away. And it was three months into it. And I saw a random notification on next door. I don't normally look at those. And I just happened to look at this one. And it was a couple that had just moved into the area. They were both blind. They didn't realize that their new rental didn't have a fridge. And so they were asking for help, whether that's getting a fridge delivered, buying a used fridge. And I just piped in and said, Hey, I have one. I just need somebody to come and get it. 24 hours later, out. Wow. And there was so much gratitude behind that. And that was yeah. something small for me that it was almost a an inconvenience, excuse me, more so for my husband, that it was still in our garage taking up space. So this small thing to me that was an annoyance was a big gracious gift to these people. This idea that, thank you. It was really cool. And again, the only thing I wanted in return was for them to pay it forward when they have the opportunity to give yeah. some thing to somebody in need. So this controlling of, I need to get this out of my way. I need to be paid for this, or it just needs to be thrown away. And I basically asked my husband, like, would you be okay with donating this to somebody that needs it? Fine, whatever, just get it out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as I asked that, I received that person in my notification inbox. And in that way, we were kind of letting go of control of what we're going to do with this and asking the divine to send somebody who's in need to be able to receive or to give it to them. So that brings me to something that I definitely wanted to make sure I said today. If you start to practice letting go, there's actually exercises on Google. Did you know that there is a spreadsheet that you can follow if you just type in letting go of control worksheets that they provide you free worksheets? (laughs) Who knew? Digressing. One of the things that I am finding very quickly is that, and this is going to sound very obscure, but you're on Love Always Self Podcast. Welcome to Woo Woo. Okay. So whenever you are working with your guides, which means 
trusting the information that comes through, trusting the synchronicities, which is a form of letting go. It's a form of letting go of control. You'll start to recognize that things are happening at the time that they're happening for a very specific reason. And you'll start to pick up on all these little lessons that you yourself needed to learn. For me, mine's usually patience courtesy of all the cards that Carrie keeps pulling in front of me. So, hey, you pull them too. <laughs> I pull them too. I pull them too. So when learning to practice letting go and trusting the guidance that you're receiving, you can ask your spirit team for assistance. Hey, Mount Glass, whatever you want to call them yourself, it doesn't matter. They know that you're talking to them. Hey, Mount Glass, I'm open to receiving however it comes, dot, 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 dot. And then you just let it go. Just trust it's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. It may not come to you at the exact time you were expecting it because again, or in the exact way that you're expecting it. Right. Correct. Because you have to let go of the thoughts of what you've always known. Because isn't that if you're saying, hey, Mount Glass, I need you to deliver this feather in this way. Are you not limiting their unlimitedness? Right. Not to say you can't ask for specific things because they encourage you to do that. But if we practice that for everything, you're going to be so disappointed. I did that. The feather test, by the way, I've done that. This is the funny part. I said, hey, Mount Glass, present me with the feather. I expected this feather to just magically manifest in the air, maybe land in my hand or on the desk in front of me or whatever. You know what I got? I remember going through like social media and I'm just scrolling through and I saw this really pretty painting of a fla- of a feather and I was like, oh, that's super cool, blah, blah, blah. I didn't actually, I wasn't even paying attention. And then I went to this place, this uh, home decor store called At Home. And as I'm walking through At Home, there was this ginormous painted canvas and the entire canvas was just one ridiculously big feather. And I was like, whoa, that's super cool. What a cool painting. Didn't pay any mind to it. Watching a movie later that night. And this chica's doing like magic in the episode. And you know what? She's lifting a whole bunch of feathers. And it wasn't until that moment later that night that I realized, holy shit, they are presenting me with feathers over and over again. But I wasn't paying attention to it because I was expecting a very specific outcome. It reminds me of that parable of the man stuck at sea saying, oh, God's going to help me and then turning away several ships and oh, no, God's going to save me. And then he ends up dying, goes, meets with God. And he's like, God, why didn't you save me? And because in this man's mind, it's like some divine light is going to shine down and lift me off the boat and deliver me to a piece of land. I, I don't know if that's really what he was thinking, but then God's like, I did try and save you. I sent all these boats and you declined it. it. And so again, it's like you're expecting to receive things in a certain way. And if it's not received in that very specific manner, you're going to dismiss it. Yep. And so this is a very, very good way to practice letting go of the control of an outcome. I can't think of a better way of that lesson for myself than that honestly, and even just thinking about it right now, which is literally popping into my mind while you and I are talking, that allowed me to start working with Mount Glass a lot easier and understanding and trusting that the information coming through would come through however it needs to, not 
based on the wants, because again, I'm asking for help. I'm asking for some intervention of some sort. And if what I wanted and how it should be presented is based on the only limited thoughts that I had had at that time, that might not be what was actually needed for me at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lessons. Mm -hmm. These funny little lessons in life. <laughs> Another thing to let go of controlling is how other people are. Oh, so <laughs> you can only control how you react or respond to stuff. You can't control how anybody else talks to you or addresses you, but you can only control your response. Yeah. And how much you allow them to affect you with whatever energy they're coming at you with. Yeah. I know that that's a tough one. So one. one of the things to help with letting go is, oh gosh, I keep going back to this process. Observation, looking at yourself and how, what you are trying to control, asking yourself, why? Yeah. What is this coming from? Is this a fear thing? Is this a fear of lack of control, not being good enough, not being enough, not doing enough, lots of enoughs <laughs> <laughs> and evaluating what is this control related to this need to control related to, I would bet pretty high odds that there's a fear-based aspect to that. Not to say that's wrong. It's not invalid. It's just a key. It's a key to let you know there's a place that needs some love and some healing, addressing some change in perspective. See shifting perspectives. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Letting go of controlling how other people are and recognizing that your sole responsibility is yourself, not necessarily in a selfish way, but in caring for self, recognizing when we're in a reactive state versus a responsive state, recognizing the effect somebody else's words and mannerisms may have on us, acknowledging that, and then saying, very quickly, because I know this happens in like a split millisecond. Am I responding from a place of lack? Am I responding because I feel endangered? And that doesn't necessarily mean physical endangerment. Right. It's just a response that I need to protect myself. And so I need to become defensive. So are we becoming defensive? Do we want that? Is it necessary in this moment? Would it feel better to me if I just acknowledge that? And then still shift back into that peaceful state of, I am happy. I am whole. I am loved. And I'm and enough. I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good segue into being authentic. And how does letting go help with being authentic? Because in my mind, in my beliefs and how I feel, the more I let go of the control of every outcome, the more I find that my true self shines through. Do you just notice that you can become more playful? Yes. And I'm a very playful person. And I know many when of we're you not listeners... being smashed down by responsibilities, responsibilities, <laughs> even when I'm stuck in responsibility mode, I'll still go into play just to help create a lighter environment around said responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that also is part of like letting go. Think of all the times that when you were a kid, and you weren't oversaturated with the experiences of a potential outcome of being hurt on a playground, right? 
but the age that I'm at now, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I swing too high on this swing or I go too fast on this merry-go-round, what if I fall off? I never mm-hmm. thought of that when I was a child, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any of those experiences yet. And so in that case, I was just able to just go and play. And I just yeah. had the freedom in, within to just go and do it and have fun and enjoy those moments. So I'm thinking of things like that and I'm trying to implement that back into my adulthood without trying to actually get myself hurt. But An- see- another example is this idea of being a professional too, mm. that you're not allowed to laugh, that you have to speak in a certain way, carry yourself in a certain way. Now I'm not saying be unprofessional, but how can you embody who you are truly while still being respectful of the workplace? I remember somebody previous employment, I remember somebody had told me that I say the word like too much or that I sounded too quote unquote valley girl. Valley girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that was my first time being in a professional environment where I felt the need to stand up for myself and not change who I was. And I said back So you're asking me to completely change the way that I talk and have been talking my entire life in order to satisfy your need and thoughts of what I'm supposed to sound like in your mind? And I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But that told me right then and there that there is a thought process that in order to be, quote unquote, professional, you have to sound, look, and act a certain way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even for podcasting. We've received that same Valley Girl feedback. And you know what? I don't care. We're not the only ones that talk like this. And if we limit ourselves to being this news anchor, well, then we might as well be on the news. But that's not what we (laughs) want to talk about. We don't want to reiterate some bullshit that somebody else is saying or doing. No, we want to talk about something meaningful that spreads love, that promotes faith, that promotes connectivity and unity. We're not trying to divide and conquer with fear. We're trying to promote love and acceptance. Self-worth mm-hmm. and self-acceptance. And part of that So we accept ourselves in our Valley Girl speech. And the fact that I say y'all because we're from freaking mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. So this is all important. It's all important because it allows us to let go of the of control. Preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. And literally what Mount Glass said, that it is still valid that your experiences up until now and the education you have received based on your location circumstances has given you permission to individually and collectively create these stories as a way of self-preservation and protection. Boom. Thanks, Mount Glass. Could not have said that better. (laughs) Wow. I think this is a great topic. I feel like we could continue on and on about all of the different ways in letting go, all the different things that we feel is in a controlled environment out there. But yeah, if you guys have anything that you would like us to discuss on this topic or in this form of topics, please feel free to comment below. Now we are getting to one of our favorite parts of our episodes that we have been implementing. That is our reading for the collective. So Care Bears, are you going to pull some cards for us today? I'm shuffling. Yes. Let's see what our beautiful collective needs at this time and what messages we may need ourselves. Whatever comes through. Mm. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I love doing this part. I'm so glad that we started doing this. I know. It's fun. It's creative. It is creative. It's imaginative. It's playful. I know that a lot of times when I'm shuffling cards, I think of all of the probabilities 
and at any point in time, the probabilities would apply and how what happens in the reality that we're in is that we shift into a reality where a specific card comes out and then it's for our greatest good. And so that's the probability that's going to happen is that it's going to bring us something into our awareness. A message. To bring a message, right? Okay. I got three. All right. What you got? All right. First one that popped through. Oh, and I'm going to use the, the deck that I used previously, Energy Oracle Cards by Sandra Ann Taylor. Boop, 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 boop. I boop, love that one. Boop, 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 boop. I love fairies. I love pictures Good. of fairies. Anything with wings. I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> so the first one that I pulled is the goddess of the moon. Ooh, the goddess of the moon. Let's see here. She is You're holding spreading. up. It looks like she's holding up a moon, but it also looks like a crystal ball. I love an that there's orb. a waterfall. Yeah, an orb. Thank you. I love that there's a waterfall coming down the rocks from behind her. So there's some water elements in here. She's got this beautiful, like kind of whimsical feel to her. She's very lit up. Her eyes look like they're closed while she's holding this up, while she's holding this back. Like she's absorbing the light from it, from the moon. She even has face paint on, and I'm not sure if you can tell, but it actually looks like a little river flowing around her eye. Oh, Wow. So there's some elemental connections here Mm -hmm, that I'm mm -hmm. picking up. I just heard the words as above, so below, Mm. as within, so without, Mm -hmm. and bringing about, I I keep hearing moon water, like Mm -hmm. charging moon water as a practice. Never gotten that before. In astrology, the moon is a representation of the feminine, of our emotions, of what we, how we feel safe and secure. The moon is connected with the sign of cancer, which is also a water sign. So I agree with you that there's definitely some water elements pulling in. Mm -hmm. So as we connect with our feminine side and open ourselves to experiencing or understanding that shadow self, and I'm not connecting the feminine to the shadow self, but rather when it's nighttime, that's when we see the moon the best and that's when it's dark, but that's balance too. You have to have dark to appreciate the light. You have to have light to appreciate the dark. It creates this balance, this ebb and flow. And so what I'm getting from this is really connecting with that, whether you want to call it the yin, whether you want to call it the moon, the feminine, the shadow, whatever it is, it's connecting to it. It's understanding it. It's holding space for it. It's honoring it. It's loving it whether you like it or not. (laughs) I know that for some people, emotions are very uncomfortable. They're in great discomfort experiencing emotions outside of the polarities of joy and anger. They don't know how to express. Maybe that's what this is, is spending time with those energies so that we understand them and ourselves better. What are you getting from this? Well, you're going to love this because I'm also connecting to the number 52. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Which, this is card number 52. Oops, thank you. Forget that not everybody listens or watches this on YouTube. And so I use, for those of you that don't know about this, I highly recommend it. When you start getting synchronistic numbers, you can always easily look it up. So I use Joanne's Sacred Scribes. Mm-hmm. I looked up 52. You're going to love this. 52 brings a message to have faith and trust in yourself and the decisions and choices you have made in regards to your current life changes. Trust that these changes will bring 
auspicious circumstances and new opportunities to enhance and enrich your life. I was like, oh, mic drop. <laughs> I just had a really random thought. Did Go you ever it. realize that there's 52 cards in a deck and there's 52 weeks in a year and there's four suits, which means there's four seasons? Interesting. No, I'm not. That is a crazy <laughs> thought. Okay. Sorry, I'm really no, <laughs> so what's our next one? So goddess of the moon. I'm just looking at the guide. Oh, gotcha. Intuition and going within. So oh, this card it. shows an eternal spirit holding the bright reflective moon and standing in front of the crystal clear waters of a sparkling waterfall. Her arms are stretched upward, receiving the light of the moon, the light of inspiration. This card is about intuition, the ability to receive insights from your soul's point of view. The goddess of the moon brings you all sorts of information from the mundane to the spectacular. See, like this going within, being open to receiving guidance from within rather than external. Yep. Letting go of only ever receiving guidance externally. This if you haven't listened to our logic versus intuition episode, I believe that was number 84. This goes into a little bit more depth of intuition, of this connection beyond ourselves and the valid information that we receive from our intuition. So the next card. Let's hear it. Halfway down the deck from 52, we're at 26 with hostilities. So this kind of reminds me of Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> there is a man holding a sword. And again, he is not fully dressed because he is in a warrior's outfit, like the chainmail skirt. He's got his helmet sitting on a rock. He's got his big sword in his hands. And behind him is actually like this tunnel of trees of overgrowth. And it's kind of hazy in the background. The colors are more fall light. I was going to say it looks like fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This makes me think of, first of all, like the season of fall, things are starting to clear off, die away. And sometimes we actually think of this season moving into winter as hostile. Those temperature fluctuations, things are dying off, especially if we tend to look at death as a negative thing without seeing the other side, the rebirth side. What do you get from this card, Shira? I'm hearing affirmation and affirm. I'm hearing strength. I'm hearing, is there a need to continue to fight? I'm hearing, I just heard let go of warrior mode. That's cool. And then I also heard stand okay. your ground and being yourself. Yeah. So one of the things that this says to me is this guy is ready to defend. Yeah. Whatever's coming at him, he's ready to defend himself against it. So defenses are up. We're worried. We're fearful. Mm, that makes sense. Let me look up number 26 and Joanne scribes. 26, a message from your guides that your material and earthly needs will always be met. So have faith and trust that the universe will always provide. Follow your divine inner guidance and allow it to prompt you to take positive action in your life. Ask you to be diplomatic and cooperative with others in order to set a positive example for others to learn from. So again, this makes me think of that choice. You have right. that choice in how you respond. Do you allow yourself to be triggered into that defensive place where you continue to perpetuate fear, lack, loathing, desperation, whatever it is, yeah. that energy that's being fueled and amplified. I know I perceive it as negative energy. Yeah. Because I don't like how being defensive feels and being defensive when somebody is defensive 
does that not feel hostile? Yeah, it does. You feel a little attacked. Yeah. And when you feel attacked, you then attack. Right. And now you're perpetuating. (laughs) Right, right. Two wrongs don't make a right. We can't fight wars to bring peace. So we have a choice to decide in our everyday moment on smaller scales, because it's our scale, not the big collective scale. We have choices on how we carry on this defensiveness or not, or let go of it. There you go. (laughs) She said card drop instead of mic drop. (laughs) Final card. I love this one. I think it's beautiful. This one is number 28, victory. And yeah, she's beautiful. This is an absolutely stunning card. It There's a lot of like, makes me think of. Is that a feather on her face or a leaf? Is it It a leaf or feather? I know these are all leaves, like a crown of leaves down here. Yeah. I was like, see what I mean? (laughs) I can't tell if that's like a snake. It looks like vines. It looks like there's gold vines as like, you know how like you can do like a mesh over your forehead, mm-hmm. like a hat or something like that. But hers is vines, like golden vines. There's so much vine work, like interconnectedness is what I'm picking up. Gold light is such a pure light for me when I'm doing my meditations. Mm-hmm. It's usually how I go through and I clear my energy is imagining this white light but with gold dripping all the way through it. And that's my form of not only protection, but releasing of things that no longer serve me. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you are victorious even within yourself when you're doing something like that, because you know that within you don't have to hold on to all of it. You can just let it go. Oh, that's beautiful. So another word for victory is like achievement, success. So victory to me sounds like that's an ending. Mm -hmm. but this is like a perpetual choice yeah to practice successfully this awareness of our emotions of our internal self honoring our authentic self loving self that's awesome letting go of what no longer serves us including our defensiveness in all things i'm not saying let it go completely because sometimes we need to be defensive. Okay. Right. But once we let go, when we don't need to be defensive, we reach this successful, this achievement of lightness, of feeling free. Then you're going to love number 28. You have worked steadily towards achieving long-term goals and aspirations and have used your personal integrity and wisdom to their utmost angels encourage you to keep up the good work. I also believe that the number 28 has a lot to do with your self-belief, your confidence, and encouragement to continue forward by staying more present, by not always believing the stories that you've created from your past and letting go of what no longer serves you in your now moment. Just a couple of sentences from the book on this one. The achievement may be a greater outer success, or it may be a deeper inner change that you've been exerting a lot of effort towards. Enjoy this sense of accomplishment, but be careful not to rest upon your laurels. People expect outer triumph to bring great changes, but often there may still be inner work to do. Let yourself be open to victory on every level. And that brings me back to 
the first card. <laughs> circles, y'all. <laughs> circles, y'all. <laughs> full, full circle. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, this is really cool. Very, very cool. Definitely comes in when you need it, right? Just a reminder, your sole responsibility is yourself to care for self mm -hmm. and then care for others. It'll work hand in hand as soon as you do that. So <laughs> it'll come back full circle. Yeah. <laughs> see what you did there. I see what you did there. Welcome oh. to Silly Love Always Self with Carissa <laughs> and Shy. Okay. Thank you everyone so much for joining today. We really do appreciate everything that you guys have sent us and discussed with us so far and supporting us. You are always more than welcome to leave a comment below if you're watching down here on YouTube. Like, subscribe, follow, hit that notification bell so you get notified of future content. And it also really helps us grow. And we appreciate that more and than expands you know. our reach for others to be able to receive the content, which again, we're trying to spread love and light. So if you are down for sharing that, then for hit the bell. For <laughs> and of course, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, I'll leave a review. I believe that's how the algorithm there works. With that being said, we hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And don't forget to love first, love last, and love always. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody. Bye, y'all. <laughs>